Good morning, good afternoon, good night. It is August 14th, 2020. I have now tried, I think this is my fourth time to record this. I've been interrupted three times, but now I'm in a car, I'm by myself, and I should be able to get this one off in an efficient manner, but we we shall see. Today I'm talking about voter disenfranchisement, specifically black voter disenfranchisement. Over the course of the past week, I have been digging into the 2000 presidential election between George Bush and Al Gore, trying to find parallels between what happened then and what will likely happen in 2020. And black voter disenfranchisement was at the very top of my list of things that I needed to cover. So I read an article in The Nation that described the voter purge that happened in Florida during the 2000 election. Basically, the state of Florida told county election officials to create a list of ex-felons that were going to be purged from the voter rolls so that they would not be able to vote. The county election officials actually outsourced this to a private company. And what ended up happening is that 58,000 people ended up on this list for the voter purge, but 12,000 of them should not have been because they had never been felons. They had never been convicted of crimes. They legally should have been able to vote, but instead they showed up at their polling place in Florida on election day in 2000 and they were unable to vote. For instance, you had people like Willie Stein or Willie Steen is how I think you pronounce it, who was not able to vote because his name was very, very similar to a convicted felon named Willie Osteen. And literally that small of a difference made the difference in him not being able to vote, him thinking he was going to be able to cast his vote and being turned away literally at the polling place on election day. So obviously this kind of voter purge disproportionately targeted African-Americans. And there's a lot of reasons why. Number one, African-Americans are disproportionately felons. That's because of slavery, because of Jim Crow, because of redlining, and because of racism in general. Also, the origination of this law is from the 1800s. This law, meaning the law that ex-felons should not be able to vote, originated in the 1800s and is still a law in some states, at least it was at this point in 2000, and it originated so that freed African Americans would not be able to vote, so that they wouldn't have any political power. The idea is if we can get them convicted on a small felony, we can get them out of the voting rolls and we can limit their power even though they are quote-unquote free. And the third thing that is important to note is that this type of voter purge was a targeted attempt to disenfranchise specific people, specific people who usually vote Democratic and in this case would vote for Al Gore. Now, not everyone that was purged was black. Some of them were white. Some of them were Asian, Hispanic, Latino, you know, all the races that we have in America. But the people who wanted this voter purge to happen knew that this would disproportionately harm African-Americans more so than other groups, and it would disproportionately harm Democrats more so than Republicans. And so they were willing to have certain people who were there to vote for President Bush be purged from the voter list because they knew that more people would be purged who wanted to vote for Al Gore. Okay, we get it. Let's fast forward to 2020. There's a lot of parallels here and the coronavirus does not make any of this easier. Number one, the coronavirus has disproportionately impact. And by, by this, I mean 
people getting sick has disproportionately impact black and Latinx communities, which means that on election day, November 3rd, 2020, there are going to be a lot of people in black and Latinx communities who are either going to be unable to go vote in person or are going to be unwilling to go vote in person in fear of getting one of their family members sick, who is probably already more susceptible to dying from the coronavirus. That's number one. Number two, because of the lockdowns that occurred in February, March, and April in the United States, you have many, many, many Black and Latinx people who are now unemployed. One of the big things that needs to happen if you're going to be able to, one, register to vote or even vote by mail is you need to have a fixed address. And if you are unemployed, there's a very good chance you may have to move during, you may have to move in between you being, you registering to vote and then you actually voting, which means you'll not be able to vote. You won't be registered. And even if you want to vote by mail, you may not have a fixed location where you can receive mail. So even if you registered to vote, you may have to move in the interim and then the ballot will be mailed to the wrong place. And that is going to disproportionately impact black and Latinx people because they have been disproportionately impacted by layoffs due to lockdowns, due to coronavirus. And that's not even talking about homelessness because on top of the unemployment, you have moratoriums on rent that ended in July 31. And now you have so, so, so many more people who are being kicked out of their apartments, kicked out of their homes, and they are now homeless, which means if they didn't register to vote, now they really can't have a permanent address to use in in order to register to vote. And I looked this up. Even if you are homeless, you can register to vote. You basically just need to put down some type of landmark that demarcates where you spend most of your time. But still, but still, it has to be a consistent landmark, which may not be the case if you're homeless. And two, if you want to vote by mail, you need to have a mailing address. And if you're homeless and you live in some type of encampment, you're not going to have a mailing address. And obviously, homelessness before corona and definitely now is disproportionately impacting people of color, black and Latinx people in particular. And so that's just the part of this that's going to impact black and Latinx people anyway. I haven't even gotten to targeted disenfranchisement and that's where I'm about to go right now. What's going to happen What I think is going to happen, and I touched on this yesterday, is that there's going to be ample opportunity for spoiled votes because people who are voting by mail will not have the benefit of having a poll worker walk them through what needs to happen. And in yesterday's episode, I covered, I think, three ways that votes could be spoiled um, vote by mail. And those three ways were the following. Number one, if you forget to sign the ballot with your signature If, for instance, you make a mistake and you try to correct that mistake instead of trying to just get a whole new ballot. And then what was the last one? What was the last one? Oh, I think related to making a mistake, if you were to by accident vote for two people or if there's any just non-clear demarcation of who you want to vote for, that could end up being an undervote. Basically, they can't tell what your intention was and so they throw it out. My fear and my expectation is that in Republican-controlled counties, in Republican-controlled districts, in Republican-controlled states, there is going to be a targeted disenfranchisement of the black vote through 
who gets the benefit of the doubt right? There's going to be so many mail-in ballots that come in after election day. There's going to be so many mail-in ballots where a human could tell who they were trying to vote for, but because there was some type of voter error, for instance, there was a cross out where there shouldn't have been. The benefit of the doubt is going to be given to some people and not others. And guess who is not going to get the benefit of the doubt? Black and Latinx people. There is going to be targeted disenfranchisement across this country, votes that were cast on time, that didn't end up in the polling place on time because of the USPS. Some of those votes are going to get counted, and some of those are not going to get counted. And they're going to disenfranchise black people in particular because they know that black people are more likely to vote for Joe Biden over Donald Trump. And oh, it's just going to be nasty. It's going to be ugly. There's so, so, so many parallels between 2000 and what will likely happen in 2020. And it's going to disproportionately harm Black and Latinx people as everything that's happened during 2020 has.